Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. Got a mail call video for you, but before I open up the mail, I wanted to talk briefly about a couple of articles. Links are down in the description. First one is, remember last or earlier this week, Governor Brainerd was saying that she could not wrap her head around the idea of not having a central bank digital currency. Well, today, Federal Reserve Governor Waller is saying that he is highly skeptical of the central bank digital currency. And the idea that you are going to help bank the unbanked is a lot of time, money, and resources spent into helping out 1% of households. He even used the arguments that China is going to take over the world reserve currency by issuing out their central bank digital currency. And he said, which was a great argument, that how likely is it that non-Chinese firms are going to flock to using a currency where they can monitor every single transaction that is made? It's the exact same argument that people use on a personal level for central bank digital currencies, and the fact that he's bringing it up is very telling to me. Um, one of the other things about central bank digital currencies is they talk about how these these uh, these currencies can stimulate the economy by like direct injections into people's wallets or even having like time like time constraints on the currency itself and this article from um, coming out of Hong Kong is talking about perishable consumer vouchers very interesting how they have these vouchers that you can go and spend into the economy but you only have 30 days to spend it so you can't save this money but the argument behind that is is that, well, that's fine because if you just want to save your money, you just spend the voucher on the things you normally would have and just saved your earned money that you got from your job. So the idea that you have a perishable voucher, I, I, I don't know if that's exactly like the best way to go about trying to produce a consumer. Because I don't think you can even produce a consumer when most of these people are probably, well, I wouldn't say most of them, but a good fair amount of these people are most likely going to end up saving that money by just saving what they normally earn and just spending the voucher instead. Now, that that's the whole thing. Can you produce a consumer? Because in the last link that I'm going to share with you guys is a Real Vision video from like two years ago. And if you the whole video is really good, but if you skip to the 27-minute mark, I believe it was 27 minutes, they're talking about the shortage of labor, like the, la the labor shortage coming. And man, did he nail that pretty good as far as like what's going on right now. So this whole labor shortage due to like a demographics. Now he called it from like an aging demographics where people retiring and pretty much spending less and holding on to more. Now, if you listen to the video, he's talking about how most of these people who have retired have put their money into equities and stuff like that, like stocks. And that is a very dangerous place to be, where before it used to be into bonds, which was a fixed income. But because interest rates are so low, getting a return on bonds is no longer the the game that it used to be. It's just you just don't make as much money doing it as you used to. Now you have to take on ever increasing amounts of risk. So very interesting. I'll leave those three links down there in the description for you guys. Um, let's open up the mail. So this first one, this is from 
Seth out of Kansas. And this is pretty cool. He sent it on my birthday. So thank you, Seth. Let's see what you got here. Oh, wow. Dear Uneducated Economist, I have never written a letter to a person I became acquainted with online. However, I am drawn to sincerity and non-elitism, and I thank you in and I thank you and I think you in a good way exclude plenty of each. I can I can't recall when I started watching your video on YouTube, videos on YouTube, but the thing that really jumped out to me was your understanding of inflation versus deflation. The vast majority of people seem to default to the idea that inflation is inevitable and the proceed by and then proceed by hyperinflation which will destroy the US dollar. You have impressively avoided this in my view error and rightly seen that deflation is much more likely than the hyperinflation. Here's a few extra thoughts of my own on this topic. Inflation will indeed be pushed by the central bank here in the U.S. and around the world as a stopgap measure to keep current monetary system in place, but their efforts are yielding less and less, and even though substantially more sums of money are involved with each effort, additionally there has been and will be less time between each substantive, 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 sorry guys, financial crisis. At the end of this process, within 10 years, I believe a financial, a final financial crisis will force the central banks into a do or die situation, at which point I believe they will plunge the country into a terrible but needed deflation. Central banks then faced with deflation or hyperinflation will always choose the former because the latter destroys fully their wealth held in fiat money, while the former only destroys past of the wealth. Parts of that wealth, sorry. The only main possibility I see for the substantially different outcome is the Fed makes some kind of major error in their push for normal inflation, which then leads to accidental hyperinflation. Not sure what that error could be. Perhaps it could be related to bungling efforts or interference from the political class. But anyway, those are some brief thoughts I had at, on the topic, and I think about these kind of things a lot, but rarely discuss with anyone who holds similar views, if any at all. A few videos ago, you mentioned you and your family were needing to find a new place to rent soon, but having trouble finding an option. If you consider moving to the Midwest, I know it's probably really tough to leave family in the place you grew up in, but from the sounds of it, Oregon is a crazy expensive place to live. Anyway, just a thought. I also want to say thank you for your videos. They are very informative and interesting, Seth. And he gave me a $20 bill. Thank you, Seth, man. That is very, very cool of you. And I really appreciate the thoughts on it and the $20 bill. Um, yeah, let us know what you think of Seth's letter. And, yeah, I've kind of stuck to the whole deflationary scenario this whole time, haven't I? I never really... 
I never really jumped on that bandwagon of inflation, though. I mean, it's obvious that we have price inflations taking place, but I think the bigger problem coming into the future is going to be a deflationary scenario where consumerism is just going to fall dramatically. All right, so this one is from Nick out of Portland. Right here, local. Cool. Oh, right on, brother. Cool. Very cool. Good morning, everybody. Uneducated economist here. You guys let me know. Right on. Simon, I've been watching your videos for over a year now, and I am amazed to see how much you've grown, as well as how much I've learned. I remember not more than a month and a month after watching, I had told myself I want to start investing in silver crypto, but never jumped on it. This week, I finally jumped in and bought my first silver round, as well as some Bitcoin and Ethereum. I am dollar cost averaging as to not overexpose myself. I kept waiting for some dip, but now feel much better owning a few ounces and have some skin in the game. I am horrible with savings and holding physical will be much easier for me to save and less tempting to spend. It feels great to give back and wanted you to have one of the first ounces I purchased as a token of appreciation for all the hard work you put into the Uneducated Economist channel. Keep up the good work and hope the family is well. Nick from Portland. Bro, thank you so much, man. That is right on. And thank you for the letter. I really appreciate it. You know, it was. This is how I started savings. When I had nothing and I was completely broke, having a box of silver, a, even a small box of silver, gave me the ability to sleep at night. Yeah. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.